Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything. Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. This is your host, Kara. This episode is called The Little Mermaid, or you can read it as The Little Melusine, because I have mermaid crossed out. Because we're going to be talking about the roots behind The Little Mermaid story. We're going to take it, not just talk about the remake, we're going to go back to the original from the 90s, and we're going to go back to the original of the original, the Hans Christian Andersen from the 1800s, and we're going to go even further back to the 1811 to the French fairy tale novella called Undine. And we're going to learn what that means, but that's what The Little Mermaid stems from, and I think The Little Mermaid is really Malusine. And we will be getting into all of that in this episode. We're going to discuss all of the meaning behind the word Ariel and what Ariel goes through in the movie, how Ursula is involved and what Ursula stands for, how this ties to biblical things like the Leviathan and also the Marine Kingdom myth, which I'm going to go into a lot of detail on. We're even going to talk about King Triton and we're going to take this to Atlantis and maybe even further than that. All right, let's just jump in and start talking about some of the odd things about The Little Mermaid. So I think of The Little Mermaid more as the 1990s version with Ariel with the red hair and it has the phallus in the palace on the cover of the movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? Everybody can, has talked about this. It's like you look on the cover of The Little Mermaid movie and it looks like one of the golden towers that the... King Triton and his family live in it literally looks like a giant penis like we know that we know that Disney's full of pedophiles at the end of the movie when Ariel and Eric get married and it should be noted that Ariel is only 16 and Eric is 18 so Eric's marrying a minor this is just pushing the same older men with younger women I know they're only two years apart but still this is an 18 year old and a 16 year old Eric couldn't be 17 This really comes as no surprise, I think, to any of us at this point. We know that Disney is full of like this gross pedophile-like art, kind of like hidden subliminally into the cartoons, the artwork, the characters, in the backgrounds and scenes. Like uh, I've made posts about this on my Symbolism Syndrome page. We all saw these things as we were kids. Um, you know, and the, the uh, Little Mermaid when Eric and Vanessa, Vanessa's Ursula, she morphs into Vanessa, get married. The priest actually seems to be the happiest of everybody. If you look closely, it appears that the priest is actually getting a boner throughout the ceremony. This bump kind of comes and goes throughout the scene. And Disney tried to say it was his knee. It wasn't his knee. They also tried to say that a disgruntled employee created the phallus in the palace, the giant penis in the sky on the cover of a kid's movie. Um, A a disgruntled employee, I guess they said, snuck it in. It's like, you guys didn't notice that because we all noticed it. Another interesting thing in the movie, in the remake, well, not in the remake, in the 1990s version, Ursula steals Ariel's golden voice because she sells her soul to Ursula so that she can be transformed into a human. When you look at the contract, like in the still of this scene, it's all Glossiola. And Glossiola is actually an unlegible, like nobody knows what the language is. Like some people think this is speaking in tongues. They call it light language in the new age. If no one can make sense of it, then it's considered Glossiola. So that's what this contract is. And a lot of people believe that Glossiola or 
when tongues can't be translated and nobody understands them, that it's demonic. And I've seen that quite a bit. Um, in the occult, there's people that will start speaking in like a gibberish and they're channeling demonic spirits, actually. So when Ariel signs her soul over to Ursula, she signs this glossiola contract full of gibberish, but in the middle of it is a Mickey Mouse head, and right next to it is M A S N, like Mason. And Mickey looks like a little Mason. He's even got white gloves, like the Masonic uh, brothers wear as their uniform. So it's no surprise to us with Disney involved that we're going to have Masonic symbolism, we're going to have occult symbolism. Walt Disney himself was a 33 degree. Uh, Mason, supposedly, and a member of a an occult brotherhood. He built Disneyland in Orlando on the 33-degree parallel. Uh, he made those videos with Warner Von Braun about rockets. To You know, there's Epcot Center that looks like the energetic matrix that they have kind of like going around the globe and all of this, like, if the globe is, you know, whatever. Um it's deception and confusion. And then also Disney just has this track record of subliminal sexual messages given to kids. So we're see- we see that in the in the Little Mermaid. We're gonna see more of that as I discuss the meaning behind this movie, this tale, a tale as old as old as time, um, from down under the sea where supposedly they're having all the fun. So let's go. The remake of The Little Mermaid starts with a quote from Hans Christian Andersen, who wrote the kind of middle original story. I mean, the original Little Mermaid, but like I said, it comes from this um, French novel called Undine. But the remake begins with a quote from the original Hans Christian Andersen. But a mermaid has no tears, and therefore she suffers so much more. So this is really emphasizing Ariel's personal struggles with her identity and the rules that, like, society's placed on her. The struggles with identity seems to be the same problem throughout time. And it's the same problem we really feel that's being pushed on people today. They don't feel like they fit into this world. We have people who don't even believe they're the gender that they were born into, that they'll always be. Um, They're not of this world. And they long to be of this world, just like Ariel She longs to be part of this world. The Little Mermaid has a lot of different scripts being played out inside of it, not just the struggles with identity and not feeling of this world, drawing people through their trauma to find a way to be reborn and to become their best self, their highest self. Um, The Little Mermaid is also representative of end times and may even be playing out part of the book of Revelation. We're going to go into all of these different scripts within the movie in this episode. But first, let's talk about the different characters. Let's take a look at Ariel. Ariel not only has to sacrifice her voice in the Little Mermaid movie, in the remake, she also gets selective amnesia. This is a new element to the movie. In the original, Ariel knows she has to kiss Eric to stay human, but in the remake, Ariel forgets, making that task even harder. And this is really interesting because people who have been traumatized tend to forget things surrounding their trauma. I like to say hardly anybody remembers that three towers fell on 9-11. Most people only remember the Twin Towers, and that's probably because we were so traumatized that day and the third tower didn't fall till like eight hours later, until 520 that night. Most people don't remember it. Was Ariel traumatized before she signed her soul away to Ursula? Is that why she forgets this time that she has to kiss Eric to stay human? 
And this is also interesting because in popular culture right now, Taylor Swift just finished up her Eras tour. So much behind Taylor Swift as well. But her Eras tour, and like she's totally involved in the occult. Like the music business is, they're very much involved with doing the occult. And there is a thing called Taylor Swift Amnesia where her fans are actually forgetting parts of the concert. What is with the selective amnesia? This disassociation. Selective amnesia, disassociation can also often come from trauma. And then trauma leads us to want to be reborn so that we feel we can fully heal or fit into this world or find our identity. And that's exactly what happens to Ariel. This movie is really about, or this whole story is about Ariel wanting to be reborn as a human, which she ends up doing by selling her soul to Ursula the Sea Witch. The only way to get what you want is to become a human yourself. Can you do that? My dear, sweet child, that's what I do. It's what I live for, to help unfortunate merfolk like yourself. Poor souls with no one else to turn to. If you want to hear the full story of the little Melusine, head on over to the Let's Be Friends podcast website and sign up for the friendship membership. You get about 25 bonus episodes upon signing up, and then three to four more each month. You get access to the Symbolism Syndrome radio dispatch, backstage videos, live events, and more. Thank you so much for being my friend. I hope you enjoyed this time going under the sea with me. Pathetic. Poor unfortunate souls in pain. Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for? Under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they slave away. While we be boating full time, you floating under the sea. <laughs> Down here, all the fish is happy as after the waves they roll. The fish on the land ain't happy. This hard cause they in the bowl. But fish in the bowl is lucky. They in for a worse fate. One day when the boss get hungry, guess who got me on the pay? What oh, under the sea? Under the sea, nobody beat us, fry us, and eat us in fricassee. We want the land folks lunch to cook. Under the sea, we have to hook up. We got no troubles, life is the bubbles. Under the sea, under the sea, under the sea. Since life is sweet here, we got to be here naturally. Even the sturgeon and the ray, they did the earth start to play. We got the spirit, you got to hear it under the sea. The new 
play the flute, the cop play the hop, the place play the bass and the sound the chop, the bass play the brass, the chub play the tub, the flute is the duke of soul, yeah. the way he can play the knees on the strings, the chub rocking on the blackfish, he sings the spelt and the spot, they know where it's at, they know that blowfish blow! Yeah, that's why it's hotter under the water. Yeah, we're in luck here down in the 